Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Albuquerque, New Mexico is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. I have a quote to start off today. Would you like to hear it? I would. I would. Share that with us. <laughs> well, last Saturday, September 23rd, was the first day of fall. And this is from Winnie the Pooh's Pooh's Grand Adventure. It's the first day of autumn, a time of hot chocolatey mornings and toasty marshmallow evenings, and best of all, leaping into leaves. <laughs> I'm telling you, the leaves are falling here, really. Uh, they haven't started yeah. changing colors much, but uh, actually I'm looking out a window right now and I actually see a little red on some leaves out there. So we are close to beautiful color here in Tennessee. How about in Albuquerque? 
Um, it's really lovely here. We have a beautiful morning. Um, you know, Balloon Fiesta, Hot Air, um, International Balloon Fiesta comes up in a couple of weeks, and we're starting to see uh, sky riders and balloons in the air uh, early, early morning, and also late in the afternoon, like 4 o'clock. There were several, I'm going to call them sky riders, they're in... Um, they're in like uh, motorized um, little, you know, contraptions uh, floating around uh, on balloon with balloons, <laughs> you know, with a and <laughs> okay. uh, they were they were landing in a big field not too far from our house, and I thought, now that's a different way to be a rider in the sky, you know. <laughs> that would be a different way. Yeah, we'll have to share that with Ranger Doug and some of the boys. But uh, anyway, hey, I want to say happy birthday to Jim Winters. He's having a birthday today. I'm not sure which one it uh, is. I'm not sure he'd want us to tell anybody which one it is. Probably but happy not. birthday to our friend Jim Winters. And here's an interesting note, Bobby. I, I was looking this up just a minute ago. You know, I used to do a thing called This Day in Music. And so yeah. I was looking at that today. And so this isn't really today. But it was maybe three days ago, September the 25th, 1970, Ringo Starr releases his second solo album, Bocuse of Blues. It was a collection of country music recorded here in Nashville. And as a follow-up to that, Ringo was just here in Nashville this past weekend and was inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame. So that's kind, oh, of, wow. a, kind of a neat little deal. Kind of a neat little deal. Yeah. Well, we have a neat little deal joining us today for the Campfire <laughs> Cafe. Very talented lady. Tell us who we've got joining us. Oh, I'm so excited. We're actually going to be speaking with and hearing the music of Sarah Pierce. Remember that name. All right. So we're looking forward to talking with Sarah. And I'll just give everybody a heads up, our Saddle Up America guest, called me and they are sick so we'll have to have Aww. them back on the show so we'll just play a little bit of music that we normally would play at the uh, America hour but uh, right now we're going to take a listen to a wonderful song from Sarah Pierce and it's from her latest album Cowgirls Ride it's one called Wild Ones when we come back we will be talking with Sarah Pierce today on the Campfire Cafe Thank God for the 
Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Wild Ones, written and performed by today's guest, Sarah Pierce. Texas-based singer-songwriter Sarah Pierce, the daughter of a cowboy, was raised in a family of cattlemen in rural West Texas. A genuine, real-life cowgirl, she's been making music most of her life. Sarah's dream of becoming a legitimate singer began to take shape at age 12, singing in her stepfather's band. Both an accomplished songwriter and performer, Sarah has toured extensively nationally and internationally, receiving rave reviews everywhere she appears. As a songwriter, she is known for her captivating storyteller lyrics based on plain spoken truths with insights about lost and found love, tales of personal redemption and colorful cowgirls, recollections of her family life and her own experiences. Today, we'll be featuring music from her most recently released album, Cowgirls Ride. One reviewer described Sarah's voice with these words, Sarah sounds like she has the quiet, bucolic beauty of rural roads and the open plains coursing through her veins. (laughs) Please welcome to Campfire Cafe singer-songwriter Sarah Pierce. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm great. We're delighted wow, to have you. Wow, that is why you're not supposed to believe your own press. 
don't even know who that is. Um, uh, so, hey, Sarah Pierce. How are you guys? How are you? Good. Oh, good, 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 good. Thank you. <laughs> been, been a while since we've talked. You actually were on live from Nashville yeah. several months ago. Yeah. And That's it was so true. much visiting with you then, and uh, so happy to have you join us for the Campfire Cafe. But Thank it's kind of cool because, well, we're honored to have you here. But uh, I met you first last year at the International Western Music Association <laughs> Convention in Albuquerque, yeah. where you just absolutely blew me away. You are oh. such well, a talented, you. talented young lady. And uh, oh, and so great to meet your husband as well, who is a producer <laughs> yeah. and, and a performer and uh, a, a lot of fun guy as well. So we're just that tickled to death to introduce you again to our worldwide audience here on the Campfire well, Cafe. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you end up going from medical career? Well, you actually still have a medical career, don't you? I do. How did, how did the music and the medical career kind of mesh? How did that happen? You know, I am. Um, I was singing first, and and all I wanted to do was be a singer. And um, but my you know my parents were like, get a job, and then you can sing all you want. <laughs> so um, <laughs> actually, my mom and my stepfather are PAs, and and that's my title. Um, I'm a physician assistant, and um, okay. so that seemed good to me. Um, so, uh, I, I got out of school and I think I, I, I called my mom as soon as I got my first job in Denver and said, okay, who's that guy you took <laughs> classes from? Because I need to find him. I'm going to start singing again. So I got right back to it. As far as it now, it's, it's, it's a perfect, it's, it's a good meld. Um, I love my patients. I, I love them. And we're family practice. So we've got a, um, you know, we see all grandchildren to grandparents. And right. they're a big part of my fan club here in Austin, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see them well every once in a while. Um, <laughs> and I work with wonderful docs that if I need to go sing for a month, I go. Uh, so it's just been right. a really great thing. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm actually going to go see my PA after we finish the show today. So oh, uh, well, you I guys hope that's good. Well, it, it will be, uh, but you guys do everything that a doctor does just about. I mean, yeah, medicine has changed, hasn't it? It's, it, well, yeah, there's that. And, and you know, they, um, I went to Emory, so um, we took a lot of classes together, but they're much more in-depth with their um, biochemistries and their pathophysiology. I mean, you're, you know, there's definitely, my docs are super-duper bright guys. And um, I, I'm real lucky to have them to go tap on their shoulder every once in a while. Well, they're lucky to have you. They are lucky to have oh, you. Thank you. But we are <laughs> lucky to have you. And uh, and again, thanks for being with us because I know you had to kind of shift some yep. of your patients around to do the show today. I so did. We appreciate you doing like that. Like I said, the music, family first, music second. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, I want to get to the title cut. From the album Cowgirls Ride. Tell us about this okay. album. How did it come together? Well, Merle and I decided to pull together um, the more um, Western country songs because I've done this so long. I've got a pretty big variety. I've got some folky stuff. And um, we've had people that are just, these are the songs that they really they love. And um, 
So we made it easy for them, and and that's what we do for our fans. But um, <laughs> Cowgirls Ride, you know, I just you write about what you know, and and that's you know. So I know cattle, and and I ride, and that's been my life. So that's what you do. Um, I wrote this for my favorite cowgirl, Sissy Camacho, who I just adore, and she is a cowgirl. Um, but um, one of the things you better ride. You can't be a cowgirl if you can't ride. That's right. Um, and uh, so, so uh, that's what this is about. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Cowgirls Ride. We'll come back and talk more with Sarah Pierce today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Ponytails and Levi's Cowboy boots and ball caps Turn our horses on a dime Girls like us drive a pickup And got ourselves a good dog We don't need ribbons or pearls Girls like us are cowgirls Cowgirls ride You'll never see us cry We fall, we may break We never lose our faith We were born that way Cowgirls ride Girls like Clouds in the sky Driving with the radio up Singing along with Patsy Cline Girls like us stick together In good times and bad times We're ready to take on the world Girls like us are cowgirls Cowgirls ride You'll never see us cry We fall, we may break We never lose our faith We were born that way Born that way, cowgirl. 
Sarah Pierce, Cowgirls Ride, title track from her most recently released album. And congratulations, Sarah, because according to the most recent copy of Western Way put out by the International Western Music Association, the album is number 15 out of 30 on the top Western album charts. I was so excited to see that. Yeah, it's truly just an honor. Um, Merle, yeah, Merle was out of his mind. But um, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I think, you know, the whole thing with the IWMA and all of that is that they're, you, you're, they're such a, a warm family. Um, they've brought us in and just wonderful people and genuinely amazingly talented people. Uh, it's, it's an, it's an incredible Western music is just, it's just beautiful. Um, not just the words and, and all that, but just also the people that make it, um, boy, it, it's just incredible. Well, it was so fun meeting both of you last year, along with many other newcomers like Joel White yeah. and Mandy Palmer, and yeah. I could go on. And Phoebe White. I mean, I could go on and on. The 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 new folks that joined us last year just, you know, you need to have that new excitement and new blood and new in, mm-hmm. inspiration, and and Merle. Oh my goodness, what fun! <laughs> Tell us. I, you know, I can't, I don't see one of you without the other in my mind's eye. And um, <laughs> you, you have been so fun leaving me notes and sending me even notes in the mail, thanking me for airplay. And then he sends me text messages pretty regularly on different things. <laughs> and so I feel like really connected to the two of you. How did yeah. you and Merle meet? And then tell us a little bit about, about the, the music that you, that you all create. Um, okay, so wow, making it fast. We met. Um, he, my Merle is 18 years older than I am, and so my mother, when she thought that I was going to be a little star and make a lot of money, um, took time off of being a PA to go up to Boulder and take classes from this guy that taught tour management and studio etiquette. <laughs> so this guy happened to be Merle. And ah. so when I got out of school, I called her and I said, who is that guy? Because I want to start singing again. And um, I tracked him down. And then he would have me call weekly. He was in Phoenix and I was in Denver. And I would call every week and check in and tell him what kind of progress I'd made. Um, I was contacting Jim Ratz, great songwriter there, and, and just doing, you know, Merle gives you a list. And um, we fell in love on the phone. Uh, so as I told Gary earlier, we fell in love. We'd never seen each other because of course he's like, well, don't look at my album covers. And I'm like, I don't even know who Loggins and Messina is. I, I, the age just, I didn't know, I didn't know who they were. I'm like, I don't have a picture of you. What are you talking about? Um, and then the music just kind of, he was kind of in retirement when I met him. Um, he was, what was he fishing all summer and then playing in the winter, but, you know, basically retired. I mean, he, he had a great career, great career. And, um, pretty soon there he is in the Ford van with the, (laughs) with the PA in the trailer. And, um, that's been the past, you know, 30 years of our lives. So, um, it's, yeah, but Merle is, um, I, he's a, he's a great producer. Um, for so many reasons. Um, one, he, he loves his artists. 
and he really, he knows that when an artist comes to him with their songs, they're bringing their little babies to him. And um, mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. you know, he just, versus a lot of, of people that just, you know, just do it, play it, you're done. Um, Merle really, really tries to find out what these people want to get from their records. And, and he just, he loves every one of them. Uh, and I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it so special. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And you were saying that he was uh, fishing uh, during part of the year, and I understand that you you like to be uh, you fly fish yourself. Yeah, You're well, he fisherman. taught me to fly fish. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't fish before <laughs> I met him. So uh, okay. my first Valentine's <laughs> with Merle, he got me, of course, a uh, like an an eight weight um, fly fishing rod, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course took me. He was going to teach me first. So he took me out to this little back stream with stinging nettles everywhere. Oh, so by the time goodness. I got to the stream, I'd had it. And then <laughs> you're supposed to fling this thing forward and fling it back. Well, every time you fling it back, it gets caught in a tree. And every time you get Cut. it forward, it gets caught yeah. under a rock. And we yeah. got back, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> done with that. And then he took me oh, up to fly, uh, to fly. He took me up to fly fish at Lee's Ferry, and uh, we worked with Terry and Wendy Gunn, who are wonderful people and famous fly. And Terry taught me how to fish. <laughs> there you go. Yes, there I love go. it. Got it. I love yeah, it. Fabulous. There fabulous. Yeah. Well, I think well, you'll Mary, have to, you'll you want have to, to connect another... with. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say she needs Jun- to connect with Junie Fisher and Rusty. They Junie love Fisher. fly fish too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Yeah, we want to get to know the song. This one is called I Ride. And let's take a listen to that. We're going to come back and talk more with Sarah Pierce today on the Campfire Cafe. When I was only three And that pony, he was mean as hell And he beat the hell out of me When I was five, I met my baby man In her mane, a big red bow We were together from that day on we had always Texas to roam And I'd ride, me and my best friend we'd fly Wind in her mane, across the plains into the night I'd ride, just the two of us, wild and free She'd switch his head, throw her head a little And look back at me, and I'd ride Long, chasing goats and roping cats You would say we were inseparable She was the best friend I've ever had And I'd ride, me and my best friend we'd fly Wind in a mane, across the plains into the night I'd ride 
the two of us wild and free. She twist her tail, throw her head a little, and look back at me, and I'd cry. She passed, I thought I'd die I think about her often now And I know I'll see her again somehow And I'll run, me and my best friend will fly Wind in a May, across the plains into the night I'll run, just the two of us, wild and free special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, Sarah, I know that you've got a little bit of uh, cough and and a little voice problem (laughs) going on right now. So I think you told me that you were supposed to be on voice rest for just a little bit. And you've got a full schedule coming up. How's that going to work for you? (laughs) You know, um, my ENT had me cancel those this morning. Oh, Oh, I really, I never do that. But I, I I don't have a voice. So I'm certainly going with a little sign on my chest that I'm on voice rest and I'm going to support everybody. But, um, yeah, I I have I, – it's, it's one of my big hang-ups. I don't cancel, and I do work sick a, a lot, and, and that's just the way it is. But when you can't – you can't when restrain you can't talk. a vocal cord. Yeah. 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 And uh, we yeah. tried a little bit last night, and he was just like, you sound horrible. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, and God. surprisingly enough, everybody that I had a showcase with wrote back and was like, oh, thank God. We thought you were really going to try and do it. I'm like, you got <laughs> <laughs> But no, oh, I've gosh. been on voice rest for three weeks, and he gave me another week and, you know, all that steroid stuff and all that stuff you do to try and get the cords to calm down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just have to take care of yourself. I know Mary Kay went through the same thing. She was not sure for a while whether she'd ever be able to sing again, and uh, oh, she well, just had to. She voice. just had to not oh, do it. Oh my God, that'd be blasphemy. Uh, well, you guys are great, both of you. Both of you are so talented, great. Tell me a little bit about your writing process. How do you? How do you? you know? and who do you write with? Who do you write with? I. I don't do a lot of co-writing. Um, on the record, okay. we're going to release in um, early next year, uh, February or March. I did. I actually wrote a song with Jim Jones, 
which um, okay. I, I didn't know if we would be able to write together or not, but we put together. I don't a know how you did song. it. Um, Knowing Jim, I don't know how you did that, oh. but anyway, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. But uh, usually I don't co-write. Um, it's just one of those where uh, uh, co-writing, every time you co-write with somebody, this is my opinion only, and this is a weakness. I think co-writing is good. Um, but every time I meet somebody to co-write, it's like a first date, and we just stare yeah. at each other. We don't have anything to say. <laughs> We don't, I mean, you know, you're trying to come up with an idea, and a lot of the times, you know, everybody thinks everybody else's idea is stupid. Um, so I don't do a lot of it. I've done more lately because I'm doing it online, and so I'm okay. a lot braver online sending you and saying, hey, what do you think of this verse instead of – but, you know, co-writing, it's just – it's so different. I'm just – I'm not the best at it. But uh, so usually I sit at the same table at the same chair with my string of barbed wire in front of me. And okay. I pull my guitars out, and they give me a song. That Alvarez that I play is giving me, what, nine records? I don't know how she does oh, it. Oh, wow. Because when I first wow. sit down, I don't have a doggone thing to do. And wow. with this record, <clears throat> we, um, we're going to record in 2019 before the COVID thing went crazy. And uh, I had written 14 songs, and we sat down in the pre-production meeting and nixed all of them. So I was back at the writing board. And then during COVID, I just didn't write very well or nothing that would be for public consumption. Um, I got you. So about about a year, I don't know, six, eight months ago, Merle's like, okay, get her done. I don't have have anything. And I'll be doggone. We've got 13 songs. And um, Mm. we're Mm. waiting to do lead vocals, (laughs) obviously. Oh, wow. um, After lead vocals and background vocals, we're ready to rock. So we're going to release late February, early March with a new one. Guess who's coming back? Guess who's coming back in February, March? Bobby. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, I think so. We need to book her now. Yeah. That's right. She'll be back February, March. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sarah, do you do when you sit down to write, do you do you just intentionally sit down to write or do you wait until yes. something hits you? Or it sounds like you intentionally sit oh, down. Oh, that would never happen. I'm too busy. Um no, I oh. have to plant my fanny in that chair as soon as I wake up. Because if I have okay. time to think, it's all over. And uh, again, okay. I just pull the that Alvarez out and start playing chords and then pretty soon something will happen. I I am so thankful to that guitar. I can't even tell you. <laughs> well, do you do you try to write some every week, or you, know, you just no, I'm, I'm decide I'm going to take this month or you know what? How do you do it? Once it starts, I just keep going until I'm done. Okay. Um, so I okay. write every morning. I write every night after I put the horses in. You know, I just keep sitting there until I finish the songs. And then, of course, when I think they're done, Merle goes over them and, and you know, rant, 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 and I have to go back. And, <laughs> and that's, that's and you know, that's his trick. So he gets a co-write on all those songs because your there co-write you is one word. There you go. There you go. There so you go. Like I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why. I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, that's, he's got mm-hmm. kind of that. Well, he's got the easy gig, but, you know, most of the time, his corrections do make that work. And that's my okay. thing. That's why I put Mike on my songs a couple times as a co-write, because if he hadn't thought of that melody, I wouldn't have put that line there. And so he gotcha. co-writes. So, you know, gotcha, everybody's gotcha, gotcha. a big part of it. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because mm-hmm. different people ha- ha- have different ways to go about things. We've got oh, a guy yeah. here, uh, uh, Dave Linehan, um, that, that's that been writing a lot with people. He loves to co-write. He does not write mm-hmm. a lot by himself. And we mm-hmm. were talking not too long ago, and he said, I like to co-write with two other people, you know, sometimes three. I thought, man, how could you ever do that? Oh, wow. but, uh, basically, that you know, with, give me with a, two. a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 all well, different. You know, Mary Kay is always written by herself, you know, and she has uh-huh. started writing some with people in Nashville, and she's kind of enjoying it, but. Uh, Oh, good. Everybody's different. Well, you know, in the old days, or maybe they still do, the staff writers, you know, they walk in every morning, they've got an idea on the board, and they go write the song. And I'll be down three hours later, they walk out. How does that happen? Well, it's interesting. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I've only sat in on two writing sessions with Mary Kay. One was Uh with Wood Newton, and uh, in about two hours, they had a song. And the other huh. was with uh, Devin O'Day, and it was two days uh-huh. later they had a, yeah. they had a song, and it still kind of got some things to wrap up. But it's just different oh, for, for different people. So different. So, did you just sit there, and were you allowed to talk? Uh, no, no, I did record. <laughs> I did record. I did, <laughs> you know, I did at the end say, "Oh, good job. That sounds so good." There. That sounds that's so perfect. good. We were in, actually with um, with Wood. We were in Chet Atkins' old office over on 16th Avenue in the RCA building. But oh, cool. uh, you talked about you talked about writing with barbed wire in front of you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. tell us about this next song, Barbed Wire. Okay. So um, uh, kind of like I just alluded to, um, we moved out and on a ranch to get the horses out and just get out of town. And uh, we had to clear the property. And um, I came up on this uh, old barbed wire, hand-twisted, hand-pounded. And I was like, oh, you know, this reminds me of me because it's old and it still works, though. I wouldn't want to get caught in it. <laughs> and um, I looked it up, and it was called H.C. Scut Arrowhead. And it came down from uh, central Illinois. Um, oh, boy, I'm going to forget the year, 1800s. And um, oh, wow. I mean, it's definitely, you know, the big stars, and they're twisted by hand. And uh, I was in a writing rut. So I clipped off some of that barbed wire and I put it on the dining room table. And I had those 13 songs for barbed wire, what, in a couple of weeks? Um, wow. They just That barbed wire, just, it just poured them out. And so to this day, you do not move the barbed wire off of my dining room table. <laughs> and it's sitting on a Texas magazine with this cute little cowboy. And, um, yeah, you, you, you don't touch that place. You can do anything don't, you want in my don't house. Touch but you don't move my barbed, barbed wire. Don't yeah. move that so, barbed wire. Um, We're going to listen to the song. The barbed wire, yeah. Let's take a listen to it. We're going to come back in just a moment. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe, heard around the world at our website, equestrianlegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. You can call me anything you want. And you're probably right After what he did to me You may not realize I come from a long line of women Who hold it in and get the chance 
Cowgirls Ride, one of my favorite songs from this album. Um, well, thank you. You know, Sarah, you have a fabulous website, uh, and there, if you thank click you. on media, there's so many terrific 
articles and um, and just wonderful, uh, really get into your story through the, the information that's there. And those of us that um, are interested in a performer or we're going to interview them, boy, I tell you, I go to a lot of websites and there's not a lot there. And I was so appreciative of how much I was able to kind of learn well, about you. One we've of been the around things this long. Article, yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the fun was um, uh, fun questions, and um, I just thought if you were up for it, I might ask you just two from your fun question list. One was, what album can you not live without? Do you recall the answer to your question, (laughs) to that question? (laughs) Wow. I do not even know. Um, Well, you mentioned her in one of the earlier songs. It's got to be Patsy. Patsy Klein, the collection, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So has she? Is her wow. how how has her music been an influence on you? And is there some way that it has? You know, I think um, like many uh, Karen Carpenter's another one, but um, just when when Pat to me when Patsy sings, I feel like I, I believe her, and that's mm-hmm. really that's important to me. Um, you know, that you, it's, it's hard for me to, I want to believe you. And, um, you know, she's of that, that group that had to, you know, fight for everything she got. Um, Loretta, I mean, you know, these people, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. We don't even, you know, we complain because we got the minivan at the rental place. Um, these people <laughs> shoved their entire family, 20 kids in a station wagon. And, and I don't know, it wouldn't have been peanut butter, but, you know, they all ate out of the same jar for months and just did gigs. I mean, it, it, they, wow. Um, we have no yeah. idea. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Patsy just, um, I love her voice. I love her phrasing. Um, mm-hmm, that's another mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, Willie Nelson's got that phrase thing down too, but she's just, she's just great. Um, yeah, she is. That's it. Yeah. And you, and, and the second question, I thought this was so interesting. The question was, who would you love to collaborate with? And if you don't recall your answer, cause now your answer could be different. Um, you say <laughs> you wish you could sit with Maybelle Carter. Oh, yeah, well, who wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> just, you know the the stories. What well, it's not even the writing. If you had that day, my oh, I would just I'd want to just sit and listen to everything she thinks and everything she's been through. And yeah, I I just can't imagine. Yeah, and what a player! I just yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree with what yeah. I said. But of course, I, know, I didn't remember it all. I can't remember this morning. Well, and I know that um, Gary lately has been asking a question, and this might be a perfect time, Gary. Do you want to ask your question that you've go been ahead, asking? Go ahead and ask. Well, you ask it, Bobby. You ask it. Okay, you know. okay, all right. Well, we've been having fun hearing stories from the road. Um, and of course, you have to, you know, kind of consider that it needs to be um, something the public can hear. But we've been hearing really fun stories about situations that happen on the road. And you have traveled extensively nationally and internationally. Do you have a road a road story you could share? Oh 
Wow, you need to ask Merle that question. Um, <laughs> no, it has to be one he can by? tell on the air. Oh, PG, oh. it has to be PG. Okay. They're trying to get him to write a book, and he just won't do it. I am writing a book about all those stories. Um, this, it's called I'm the Opening Act. And um, oh. anyway, I can't even pick one. I mean, they're so crazy. They're, yeah. they're oh, so gosh. crazy. There's you, too many. Well, you we ever were... have, like, lost luggage or invited oh, someplace to easy. eat and you didn't couldn't even imagine like what's that food in front of me or you know <laughs> um no none of them were that easy uh there was okay. a time in fort nelson british columbia that we finally you know canada was so expensive we got this big thing of bologna and some bread and we were all sleeping in the van and eating bologna well the bologna you know went bad so Merle, oh, no. Merle is one of the smartest people remember he is a genius he just doesn't tell anybody and you can't tell He's a smart guy. He flushed the bologna <laughs> down the toilet, and the whole hotel backed up. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, we've done. Oh, no. We had, let's see, we had three guys quit on the way to Canada because we found out they were felons, and they were supposed to, um, you know, claim that before we tried to go to Canada. And so um, we ended up staying in, where were we? It wasn't Bozeman. Oh, how can I forget that? Whatever little so I get on the phone. Oh, Butte, Montana. So I call the Chamber of Commerce in Butte. We are in um Jackson Hole and find out the three guys, the steel player, one of the guitar players, um, and then an acoustic player couldn't go. We had a seven piece band then. And um, oh, wow. so I called the uh Chamber of Commerce in Butte. Oh, I still thank them. What wonderful people. And I'm crying. I don't ever cry, but I've had it. Your hair has fallen out. You're exhausted. And people, you know, just forgot to mention they're a felon. Oh, come on. And so, so I called this, and she's like, she said, now, honey, it's going to be fine. Let me just put you on hold. So I'm on hold, and I've got the other phone talking to John McEwen trying to get the players replaced and because um, yeah. John knows everybody. And uh, so she gets back on the phone, and she goes, okay, I talked to Wayne. And Wayne has a bar, and he said, y'all come up. He'll put you in the farmhouse, and you guys can practice at the bar during the week and get your players ready. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So we get up there, and first thing we do is driving into town, this black cat runs across the road into a cemetery. (laughs) And and so we're like, okay, well, that's been that kind of day. And it, it did go on to be like this tour from hell. But um, oh, my goodness. anyway, yeah, there's no one story. But oh, yeah, well, sometimes they're one. not funny, but uh, yeah. you'll laugh. Your, you know, uh, that's, off. that's a pretty good story. Well, that's it was fun because one. we had all of these people, we had all these musicians over to the house and sit around the dining room table one night, <laughs> and they started telling their road stories, and we were just cracking yeah. up cracking up yeah so i thought you know we just need to make part of the show that needs to be part of the shows actually it could be a whole show in itself you know just have (laughs) have road stories anyway hey let's get to a beautiful beautiful song this is a little bit different it's called west texas rhapsody tell us about this song oh yeah um this is on my sleepy time baby record um I uh, I did a record um, for my little niece was born premature, and I did a, a collection of songs to put her to sleep. 
and um, we had everyone donated their time, and then all the proceeds went to Ronald McDonald House. And oh, wow. um, that song, I just, um, I thought about when my dad, my dad was a cowboy. He would sleep out with the cattle. You know, he was he was a cowboy. And um, he would talk about, you know, if he would let me go out with him, just how there's this symphony at night. You know, you hear all of the things sliding through the sand and the crickets. And, and so I wrote a song about it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's on a, a, that little record is just really great. Well, let's take a listen to West Texas Rhapsody. Rhapsody. 
West Texas Rhapsody, and we are having a great time visiting with Sarah Pierce today on the Campfire Cafe. Sarah, I wanted to ask about this Time Life television miniseries, The Wild West. You played the voice of Calamity Jane on that. Yeah. And I noticed that John yeah. McEwen did the music for that. So tell me about Absolutely. that. I, that's about all I could find about it. <laughs> tell me about that. Well, we, um, um, I, you know, I, t- I toured with John quite a bit and, and love John. He's part of our family. And um, he, you know, John's done everything. He works hard. So he got this um, little series and asked me to do it. And of course, I, you know, I'll, I'll do anything. And um, so flew up. I think we did that in, um, Santa Barbara, or I'm not sure. Now I don't remember where, but over near Santa Barbara. And um, it was a lot of fun. I'd never really done, I did an MTV thing, but I've never really done a lot of um, film type stuff. And um, it was a lot of fun. And then right around that time, John's record, Dismal Swamp, came out. And um, great record, of course. And um, that's what I remember about it. Yeah. John, so, John. what was what was the miniseries about? What was the miniseries about? Basically, it was an, an old west series, and it went through. Mm-hmm. God, I can't remember the time period, the complete time period. Um, and okay. you should have access to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I, get I it, watch it. Yeah. yeah it has a it has should. a really great soundtrack. It has a really really great yeah. soundtrack. I have a cousin that at the time directed the America's Brass Band, and they were a Civil War oh, reenactor band. And yeah. um and he met John, and I know they were also involved um with that mm-hmm. series. It's oh, a, it was the, very the soundtrack diverse. is fan, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John well, we'll check that fantastic. out. We'll check. We'll check it out. John, <laughs> uh, John is such a talented guy, and of course, one of the founders of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and and joined yeah. us on live from Nashville not too long ago. But uh, I saw a real neat guy living yeah. over in Franklin, Tennessee, right now. So that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, and he's just you know he's just a talent. Um, he, uh, oh gosh, when he went on the when we were on the road with him, everyone telling us, "I want to ride with you guys." And so the problem with that is John never stops playing, ever. So if you're driving, like, we drove 23 hours somewhere. We were somewhere, I don't know, Fort, maybe, I don't know, Idaho and had to be in um, Fort Riley, Kansas the next day. Right. And um, John plays played the mandolin all night. You're just about ready to kill him. And, um, oh, wow. oh, my gosh. But he's, um, but he's just, uh, he's such a talent. Just incredible. Yeah. He has, you know, I, I was watching him. We were at a uh, benefit where he performed um, a few months ago. And mm-hmm. I, I, the guy's got the longest fingers. I mean, he's got the longest <laughs> fingers I believe I've ever seen. And he was playing such a unique-looking guitar. I guess it was a guitar mm-hmm. thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he can play so many different instruments. He's just a talented, talented oh, yeah. guy. And he's got boy, anyway, Edel, Gibson mandolin and that beautiful Florentine banjo. Oof, boy. Wow. Well, anyway, he's fun. He's fun. Well, you are he's... fun, and and this album is fun, Cowgirls Ride. So we're going to get to another oh, song you. from that. This one is called Sun Falling Down. Tell us about this song. Yeah. You know, I re- we recorded that song three times. We just couldn't get it right. And um, 
it was one of those that um what record was that originally on boy it was a long time ago but um it's always been kind of a favorite it just took us a while to finally get a version that we liked um we did it once with a piano and then we did it again with a you know electric guitar and just finally found a place but you know that's just that one of my favorite things and when i was out seeing you guys in albuquerque it reminded me as we drove back to texas just how the west it's so beautiful and the colors and the textures of the West are just, they're incredible. And that's kind of, this song is just about, you know, driving day and night through these beautiful areas. Well, this is another gorgeous song. And again, it's from the album Cowgirls Ride, Sun Falling Down. We'll be back.
shelf Through the feet stole glass White stitch and yellow piping Handmade here in Texas There's a blue-gray trace of inlay Running down to undershot heels The kind that grip a stirrup When the ride gets real They've seen my life from the bottom up Kept me standing upright when I'm about to take a fall Seen me at my best and they've been kicked off against the wall They're good friends, they don't talk They stand your ground no matter what They just saddle up show with Sarah today. I just knew it would be. How could it not be with that great music? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a talented, talented lady and a talented husband as well. So uh, it was great to see them last year at the uh, Western Music Convention. But anyway, it it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's just amazing how interconnected everybody in this music world is, you know? With uh, yes. with Merle and and his connections with uh, John McEwen and then Sarah's and then you know John being right here in Franklin now and uh, you know was a guest on the sh- on live from Nashville not too long ago so I mean it's just amazing the way everything is interconnected horses and music it just seems to be that mm-hmm. way you know kind of a fun thing <laughs> yes kind yeah, of a fun thing sure tell us what you got coming up on Rendezvous with Writer tonight. 
Um, tonight we have a guest. Uh, she's a poet, uh, Gail Lordun, and she's written a remarkable story in poet form about a survivor of the 1704 famous Deerfield, Massachusetts massacre. Um, who is taken captive and then um, spends her life uh, very much as part of the Mohawk tribe and uh, marries within that um, within that group and a fascinating story and a fascinating story of research and how Eunice Williams, the main character of this, um, got a hold of Gail's attention and just wouldn't let her go. She said, I have a story to tell and you'll tell it. <laughs> you know? Wow. So uh, really interesting. So that's what we have going on tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific time on LA Talk Radio's uh, Facebook page. And of course, then the podcast will be available uh, anytime afterwards. So, yeah. All right. Have- how cool, how cool. And, and and you stay so busy with so much stuff. You know oh, what I was just mentioning? So do you. Well, yeah, busier than I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> busier than yeah, I like, so I think. Oh, gosh. Well, I was talking about how everybody is so interconnected, okay? And so uh, the last song that we're going to get to today is one by Michael Martin Murphy uh, with Amy Grant, and it's uh, his song, Wildfire. And it's very interesting because this song is from his Austinology album, and that was produced by our good friend Chris Harris. And Chris and Jan hosted Michael Martin Murphy at the Franklin Theater a couple of years ago when he performed the Austinology uh, album in its entirety. And so not only was Amy there, who went to school where I went to school, a few years younger than me, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. But then our good friend Gareth. You remember Gareth? Oh, sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gareth Gareth was part of that album, and he performed there that night as well. So it's just kind of interesting how it all becomes interconnected. And, of course, Chris and Jan are good friends and uh, members of the Western Music Association as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to close this today with Michael Martin Murphy. Amy Grant, it's called Wildfire. We invite you to tune in on Saturday for Live from Nashville beginning at noon Central Standard Time. And then join us next Thursday for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. And that all starts at noon with my fabulous co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Thanks for listening today. Well, I don't know where that went, but that was not Michael Martin Murphy. So let's try this again, Bobby. <laughs> Live radio.
dark flat land she rides On a pony she named Wildfire Whirlwind by her side On a cold Nebraska night They say she died one winter When there came a killing frost And the pony she named Wildfire Busted down his nose In a blizzard she was lost Dark of the moon I planted But there came an early snow It's been a hoot out Howling outside my window now Six nights in a row She's coming for me I know And on wild
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.